Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only got three pairs of socks to your name. The math not mathing, fellas. We go in the comments to break down equations from girl math and boy math. It don't count if you use the condom. <laughs> oh, take me up. I'm robbing all the robbers. I'm real trapped up from Vulture Island. We're taking a trip to Vulture Island with Rob49 as he shares how he survived the streets of New Orleans. Every rapper feels like that. I'm not vulnerable in my hood, though. Women rappers running it because of the feminist movement. We're pushing boundaries in the world of rap with our right to be raunchy. So all we're hearing is coochie, 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 coochie. I be Michael Phelps, all the brand deals that I'm swimming in. We're sitting down with Flyana Boss about running up the rap game. And we see so many cute, weird, adorable black girls just like us. So we're just going to get ourselves. weirder from here. And more tonight on Black, Black Girl, Girl Stuff. Stuff. Hey, hey. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, our girl Kennedy Rue is joining in on the fun. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Let's get straight into the comments. Girl math was a little cute trend on social media until the men entered the chat, child, and declared <laughs> war all over Beyonce internet. Let's take a look. If I'm ordering clothes, and the clothes come up to $100, but the shipping is $50, that's too much money. If I'm ordering clothes and the clothes come up to $150 and the shipping is $0, I can deal with that. All it took was one dude to take it out of pocket and say something crazy. The lady said, I bet. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only got three pairs of socks to your name. <laughs> Boy math is being 6'2", but shorter than a 5'10 woman. <laughs> the math not mathing, fellas. The math never mathing, okay? <laughs> no. But it's time for us to calculate some of these comments and see whether or not the math should be mathing. Right. Let's jump right into it. Okay, so Omeo posted, girl math is taking time to heal, then going back to the mf -er that hurt you. That's sung, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It can be difficult to leave somebody that, you know, you done been through it with. But yeah. why? Do For me, I need to know why. I need to know, okay, he hurt me, but how did he hurt me? How yeah. much can he hurt me? Right. Can I achieve? Like, you know, can right. I feel how hurt are we? And I can't yeah. do that by myself. I gotta do that with the man who hurt me. That's my math of it all. So I need to go back yeah. just to make make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every relationship is different. Um, a few things can make it difficult for somebody to leave if there's children involved, if y'all are invested in businesses together. Marriage can make it difficult to leave because people may put that expectation you gotta stay till mm -hmm. death, death you part. <laughs> or like, um, even if they do the traditional way, where it's like you let the guy make most of the money and you take it home, care of home, it may be difficult for you to leave. You can still leave, mm. but it may be difficult for you because you got to figure out a plan, especially if kids is involved. Exactly. So like, we don't know what, but I can see. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely true. And I think statistically, too, like, if we're talking about, like, toxic situations, studies show it takes women, on average, seven times 
to leave a toxic situation before you actually leave Mm -hmm. because there's all these emotions involved it's it's deep it's more than you know Mm -hmm. just a surface level easy cut and dry I talked to you for a couple weeks like I'm out so I think that in consideration of leaving is difficult too because you know even when you talk to your homegirls and you'll be like (laughs) I'm done with him. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with him. Yeah. And, and, next week, and your friends are like, Girl, baby. Like, right. three, days, three days later. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This him calling. This <laughs> him calling. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think for me, it's like trauma bonding. Like when you mm-hmm. go through so mm-hmm. much with somebody, even if they yeah. hurt you, you're like, we done been through so much. I love you. Like, we're going to yeah. stick it through. We can work through anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can't. What gets me is the potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always see the yeah. potential. Ooh. We could yeah. be so good if we just, yeah. or it could almost be this, but it's like mm-hmm. potential will potentially have you not a person. You know, ZB Bear posted girl math is having 30 bodies, but saying she only has four because those are the guys she loved. <laughs> My homegirl did say it don't count if you use the condom. Penetration is the girl. And it's a girl. Oh, no. See, how no. got, see how we subtract it? I don't know. No, I don't know. It don't, it don't, it don't rationalize count it. if your heart's not in it. Okay. Because oh. <laughs> you and didn't feel nothing. And and it. You didn't, you didn't feel nothing. Oh. So what are some of y'all, now that we know our girl math is math, <laughs> what's some of y'all favorite boy math posts? So Cha-Cha Nora posted, boy math is wanting a partner to mother you and still wanting to be the man of the house. Mm. See, what we not about to do is play that game. <laughs> but y'all, I had a question. When I was trying to explain to somebody what mothering a man was, because I'm like, automatically, you'd be like, I'm not going to be nobody's mom. Mm-hmm. But then when I started saying, they was like, well, what is mothering? And I was, I was like, cooking, cleaning. Nurturing. I was like, damn, I do all those things. <laughs> gender role, like, because I don't feel like I'm mothering, because I, you know what I mean? So what is the line? This is why it gets confusing, because you're being nurturing. You're nurturing your relationship, you're nurturing your man, you want the best for him, you want to, like, it's not compensating as his mother, you're just giving of yourself unto your relationship, you're servicing him, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I think it gets confusing, because mothering to me, like, mothering your man to me is when you have to start telling him to do things he should be doing on his own. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to get up and focus on your work. I mean, I think there's a difference between motivating someone and actually having to force them or put it on them, and then it becomes your... You're Job. itching on them. Yeah. You itching. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be your mother. I want to nurture you. I want to give you things. I want to love you. I want to make sure you're okay. But I don't want to be forcing you to be who you are supposed yeah. to be naturally yeah. in that's, your spirit that makes on your own. Sense. And that's yeah. that slippery slope of potential. I know mm-hmm. you guys were talking mm-hmm. about it as though, like, it's a thing to have. I, you need more than that. Because if you don't have a track record, you will end up being someone's mom. Oh, because yeah. you mm-hmm. just believe that easy. they would af- af- eventually kind of take the baton and run with it. That's not going to happen. And I think when, you know, they want to be the man of the house because they see it in themselves, but if the action isn't lining up, it's you don't need to be the the reason that they finally step up. There's no prize for sitting back and saying, oh, one day he'll be somebody. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Everybody say amen. amen. All right, guys, Ave Not Lincoln posted, boy math is knowing you don't have to lie to a woman because if she really likes you, she'll lie to her. Take me (laughs) up.
This is Take crazy. Take Lord. Yes. Y'all, we got to unpack Oof. this one for real. Why y'all think we be lying to ourselves? That's deep. That is deep. I mean, she could be using it as a, a false sense of security. She, mm. she could be telling herself, well, at least he's telling me the truth because mm. all these other men are not telling their girls the truth. You know mm. You know what I mean? She could be yeah. thinking, oh, he's telling me he's sleeping with all these people. And then... So it's like accepting the best out of bad option. Ooh. Yeah. Or unless you get something out of and it. throw up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. Or, or another example is if she getting something out of it. It could be financially or emotionally. Mm-hmm. If yeah. she's financially, she may have to be like, you know what, I don't care because he's telling me the truth. I'm financially da 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 da. And you see that with a lot of. Uh, <laughs> for some women, you you may be like, well, why is she still da 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 da? And it's like, oh, well, maybe she feels like she's gaining something, whatever that something is, is for to her. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to your point too, Tori, I have seen a lot of debates online too in the comments about, well, who does a man love more? Is it the, the one he's he lying to, to, or the one he's telling, telling the truth mm-hmm. to? Tell me yeah. the yeah. truth. Oh no, because oh, no. I am the one. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Oh, no. But I'm saying that's to your point of a woman saying, well, at least I feel like he loves me because he's being honest with yeah. me. I feel like he loves me more because he's lying to the one, the baby boy effect. Uh, no, it's, tell it's, me it's, about the opposite. It's the opposite. If they're telling you the truth, it's because they know you're not going to do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Especially oh, if it's yeah. a negative truth. So I think it's the opposite. If they're lying to you, it's still them protecting the fact that, okay, there's a chance that she's going to, yeah. you know, she's going to get out of right, here. Right, right. Get it right. Yeah. But if you're the truth, it's like, girl, yeah, I, listen, where I'm at. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I'm not going to lie. I dealt with this in a serious relationship. So when I came into this serious relationship at the time, the person was had a whole girlfriend that I didn't know about and was lying to me about it. And I absolutely feel like he only lied about it because their relationship was ending and he knew if I knew about this girl, I would not oh, be in the relationship with yeah. him. So yeah. I feel like they lied to the ones they really want to keep. Like, what if you just want your man to just tell you the truth in general? Like, just, you know what I mean? Well, well what yeah. if it wasn't about uh, just another lying about women in general? They don't don't mind the fact that they can say whatever, we're going to lie to ourselves because I think there's a lot of emotional, you know, mm-hmm. aspects of relationships that we don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. We talk about the action, but not the emotional aspect of being with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's very hard, I, at least personally, it's very hard when I feel like I can trust you, want to trust you, feel like I want to be emotionally bonded with you, for me to all of a sudden sever that tie. Yeah. I'm loyal to that emotion. I may yeah. not be loyal to you, but I'm very loyal to the emotion of what it is, and you're just happening to be that filler there. So I'm going to mm-hmm. lie to myself until I can detach myself mm-hmm. from the emotion. From the emotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and that's I true. lied yeah. to myself, but but I will say, have y'all ever, like, lied to yourself? I haven't had to lie to myself because the n- was probably already lying. And I fell, <laughs> <laughs> and I fell like for it. I fell for the lie. <laughs> okay, I fell for the lie. <laughs> but have y'all ever, like, convinced yourself, like, okay, no, this is da-da-da-da? I feel like I have, and I think mine goes back to lying to myself about what it's actually is the potential in the room. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see mm-hmm. signs of the potential, but I lie to myself telling myself that I have something that can bring out that potential. Right. Oh, okay. I'm the missing piece. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. I can change yeah. you or, or I have all the things I that you're missing. This. But I think I'm lying to myself about my capability because at the end of the day, if you're a man and you want things, these things for yourself, you'll do it regardless whether I'm here or not. Like you said, I'm, I don't think a woman can change a man. So a woman thinking she could come into a, a situation and tell herself she could change a man, you can't. But what if you started talking to somebody at a young age and he's doing mm-hmm. useful things and we all know that with age brings maturity. Fact. So what if you're kind of looking at, is that still lying to yourself saying that, okay, this was some young shit, now we grown now. Is that mm-hmm. a lie or no? I'm lying to myself mm-hmm. thinking that this was good enough for me. And I think sometimes I do lie about the, the partner that I have thinking like, okay, no, we could, we could work this out, whatever else. 
age is is there, cannot be there, but if I'm already mentally someplace and you're not, I'm lying to myself thinking you'll grow there growing because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. might be able to grow there, but I'm halting myself. I'm plateauing oh, my growth yeah. so that you can get to a place. And okay. that's not fair to me yeah. because yeah. you're growing, but I need to be growing too. So that means you're already, the slope is too steep. Yeah. <laughs> it's too yeah. steep. Okay. You're never going to get there. <laughs> right. I feel like I lied to myself about situations with relationships, but it's more so in the in the way of like, I'll be like, he doesn't like me enough, mm. or he's not invested, or I'll already make like a judgment based off of actions, and I'll just decide like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's he's, it. he's, I'm like, oh, he's he does not even care. Like, <laughs> like, and I think like that comes from expectations mm. and mm. unexpressed expectations. Mm. So I think when we lie to ourselves, mm. it's because there's a disconnect between those real expectations, those unexpressed expectations, and what we're actually meeting mm-hmm. in yeah. the moment. Totally. So I feel like then it becomes almost the default to lie to ourselves mm. because we don't have any tangible proof to give us a direction one way Otherwise. or the other. Yeah, exactly. We lie to ourselves too, trying to pretend like we higher and mighty than what we actually are. Exactly. Sometimes you attracted that toxic ass dude. <laughs> because exactly. that's some parts of you that find it exciting. You love it. That still mm-hmm. like it, that have it outgrown it yourself. So yeah. sometimes we be lying to ourselves, pretending like we <laughs> Mother Teresa and we not. <laughs> yeah. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. Good. But sometimes the math just don't be adding up, y'all. Up next, we got Rob Fortnite in the building with my ma straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Our next guest hails from the 4th and 9th Wars, a New Orleans baby. Okay. okay. <laughs> he was recently named a member of XXL's 2023 freshman class. Rob Fona, welcome to the BG. Man, what's up? Okay. Black girl stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we want to jump right in because you've only been on the scene for a couple years, but you've worked with Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Roddy Rich. What was that first project that really put you on the map? Um, probably Welcome to Vulture Island. Just because I had a hit song going there. That's probably, that's probably the first one for sure. If you are collaborating with big artists like that so early on in your career, what means success to you now? That you've reaching like, a lot of people like, hey, I want to work with these artists and that's going to mean I'm successful. But now that's that you it. already did that. I feel like, I ain't going to lie, I had, I had said something in my head one day. And I was like, man, if this happened, I'm going to know I made it. Like, mm-hmm. And then it happened, I'm like, damn, I made it. So now it's just like, I just be going because I feel like, all right, you successful. I ain't letting it get in my head or nothing like that. but. I know I'm successful, like, I'm gonna just keep going, like, keep staying consistent now. What was yeah. the it? Was it the... Nah, it was some other shit, some shit. Well, Tell us, we no, wanna know. No, no, no! Not just, like, like, being in the studio with certain people, like, if you've been in the studio with them, like, it'll be different, like, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, damn, I'm looking at you in the studio, I must have made it, like... That's what's like up. That. Your album is titled For God Deluxe 2, right? What does that mean? Especially because you have God in it, so, like, what does that mean for you? The original For God, I dropped it, like, like, two years ago. Like when I first started rapping, 
I feel like that was that was kind of one that that was put me onto the world. Mm. So I feel like I just wanted to revisit it and just show people like, all right, this a new this a new me. Like you know what I'm saying? This is a, a real rapper now. Like, I'm a real rapper, so that that's all I was thinking about with okay. it. Okay. So with most rappers, you know, it's either they're trapping, they're rapping, sometimes both, right? Yeah. They're rapping because they have no other choice. But yeah. for you, b before becoming a rapper, you got into nursing school, you was at the working at the National Guard. Mm -hmm. You had other choices. So what made you decide still to say, you know what, rapping is the way that I'm gonna find my success? Mm -hmm. Because I was already this n before. So when I was in high school, they had like a recruiter come to my, um, the what's call like, we can have you free college. Mm. My mom, my sister was in college at the time, and my mom was paying for the college. Like I remember, like that shit had us set back so heavy. Like mm. I ain't want to do it again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I might just go to college on this. Mm. So I wound up going to college, and I ain't gonna lie, I ain't like it like immediately. But I had joined that to get in college. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm National like, Guard. Damn. Mm -hmm. So I stayed in for a semester, and down went to the studio with my partner one night, and he was rapping. I'm like, man, it's trash. He like, man, you make a song, I made a song, and my shit was hard. <laughs> so every time you go to the studio, I make like a song or, or two songs or something like that. And I told myself, I'm like, brother, I'm about to drop out of school. Mm. And I, I ain't want to drop out of school, but I just knew it wasn't for me. Like, mm. I'm like, you're going to have to be doing something. Like, so I just was like, I'm going to start rapping. Like, you mentioned that both of your parents was incarcerated some of your childhood. Yeah. And I want to know, how did that affect the decisions that you make in your own life? Yeah. You know, seeing them being locked up at a young age. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I was, I was like a little grown little boy, like, you know what I'm saying? That, mm -hmm. that, that had you be a grown little boy immediately. So when, when Churn was doing dumb shit, I'm already knowing. Mm -hmm. I can't even do this because you got somebody gonna come help you out this jam. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. ain't nobody about to come help me out this jam, at least right now, like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Cause I got a good mom and I got a good daddy, but at least right now, nobody can come help me out this jam, so that's probably like And that goes to my next question, too, because a lot of parents, you know, we do have a lot of men incarcerated, but sometimes they're still able to be father figures in, right. you know, even from from the jail My daddy was in a jail. Did he still influence you? Man, I ain't gonna lie, he was like a role model. Like, he he mm -hmm. tell me every move, that's lit. every time. Okay. Like, yeah. no, for real. I love that. I respect like, that. Yeah, I was about to say that. I respect that, too, that he still had that bond with you. And yeah. still was like, no, I'm mm -hmm. still gonna father you and teach you yeah. right Yeah, figure in your life. Especially because yeah. he, he made mistakes and he can guide you through, too, from the mistakes that he made to making sure that you don't make the same mistakes. That's why I want to know that's how crazy. did you do it. You <laughs> me up, because now I'm thinking about when my daddy was in jail. I was saying, my daddy getting out. They used to be clowning me, boy. Your daddy not getting no chill. Oh, and what wow. was your response? You felt? Nah, I would just, I would just keep going with it. <laughs> he getting yeah. out, like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling the type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. But damn, that's crazy. I love that um, you grew up in New Orleans. I actually went to school in North Louisiana, so I feel like New Orleans is my second home. <laughs> <laughs> but growing Who went to up, school at? Gramley. Hey. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I lie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, growing up in the fourth and ninth ward and being around at the age of Katrina, you had to leave New Orleans and then come back. What do you think changed the most about the city? I feel like everybody left, like, it was just a ghost town then. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no positivity going on. Like, you know, before we had Lil Wayne out there, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. we had stuff going on. And after Katrina, it was just murders, just Bad. nothing mm -hmm. was good out there. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I still don't know nobody besides me who made it out there. The fact that there's no role models in New Orleans, you say nobody really made it out in that sense, but now you are that to a lot of people. Do you yeah. carry that? Do you feel that way? Or Yeah, I really do, though. Mm -hmm. I really carry that. I still go to the trenches because I know if I leave, these people are not going to never think better. 
They're not gonna never think I can get rich. I came from him just like him. Yeah. Like, nah, I just want them to see it like every day. I don't want you to see it and then see me on TV and I don't come home for three years. Right. Mm -hmm. I want you to see it like, man, I could touch him. I touch him like, I know he is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a blessing and a curse to that though? Because I think we we talked about this, you know, a bunch of times. The fact that a lot of rappers who then go back to their their hood, not all you know, every time, nah, sometimes. Nah, nah, for sure. I right. understand what you're saying, but I ain't like my hood and I like that. Mm -hmm. My, I it's it's I ain't really got no snakes or nothing in my hood like that. Every rapper feels like that. Though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm not vulnerable in my hood though. Like, mm. I'm not just saying, all right, I love y'all, so I'm gonna just <laughs> oh, I'm gonna come yeah. back here by myself with yeah. no gun on me. Like, okay, you I'm not thinking yourself. like that. I'm thinking mm -hmm. just how I think when I'm going to the club, like on that corner, on Gotta that know corner, how to on move. this corner. You follow me everywhere. Like I'm yeah. on that type time too, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just going back just to show some love. Cause yeah. Yeah, I got signed. I got signed. And I was going broke. I still was in the hood every day. So they called me when I went broke again. Mm -hmm. So now I came up there like, damn, he really the one. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think they think about playing with me. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you, Rob, for now for sitting down with us and keeping nah. it all the way real. We appreciate that. Make sure y'all check out his album, Four God Two Deluxe. It's available on all streaming platforms. And up next, we got Flyana Boss. Keep it locked for more Black Girl stuff. I be trying to get in her pants, get in that end zone. I be trying to trap all day like a trap star on my grind, but I don't skate. Ask me shit, I plead the fifth. Get a big check on the first. Yeah, I love, but I don't need it. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Hello, Christ. I'm about to sin again. I said I love you to that man, but I'm not feeling it. I'm made of sugar, spice, connect, cologne, and cinnamon. Me and my bestie are the same, like a synonym. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, we have a special treat for all of you music fans out there. We are thrilled to have the viral rap duo, Flyanna Ball. Super dope. Now, Flyanna Boss, is that like a play on Diana Ross? Yes, it is. Okay, I was like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it come about, though? Like. We were trying to figure out a play on someone's name. Mm -hmm. um, Brainstorming names like the day before. Yeah, and then we went to sleep. She woke up, she has a poster of Diana Ross in her room, mm -hmm. and it just came to her. Yeah, I mm. just looked at the poster and said, fly in a boss. Okay. okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. that. Is it. I yeah, yeah. I also said cry in a boss, because we cry a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we chose to be positive. You said y'all cry a lot. Good tears, happy tears, um, bad all tears? Types, yeah, all, all types of, of tears. Yeah. We let our emotions free. Here at BGS, we celebrate all types of black girls. In the media, I feel like they tend to put black women in boxes, but specifically the music industry. Talk to me about representing for the black girl weirdos, and do you guys feel pressured to conform now that your success is rising? There's actually less pressure, yeah. because we mm -hmm. see so many people, like we're on tour right now with Janelle Monet, and we see so many cute, weird, adorable black girls just like us, Yeah, yeah. and it gives us all of the motivation to continue to do us and So we're just gonna get ourselves. weirder from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. For the women that aren't on tour, right? The women that are alt, black weirdos, yeah. Et cetera, that aren't on tour, mm -hmm. that aren't able to really just express themselves as freely. What yeah. advice do you have for them? Like, how can they really still feel that they are black women 
equally or as much as the next one? I would say push the boundaries. Like, mm. if you're working an office job and you want to wear elf ears, do it. Like, <laughs> who's going to stop you? Like, mm -hmm. so wherever your job is, whatever your lifestyle is, express yourself, like, be weird, be unique, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And know you have a community of people. Mm -hmm. Black women are not a monolith. Mm -hmm. We're all types. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you guys stay true to yourself and you know who you are. You guys give and exude that energy and that's mm -hmm. super important for black girls. But being that you guys do consider yourself black weirdos, how does that work for you guys when you're dating? Like, how's your dating life? I feel like other weirdos, okay. I guess, unique people. Yeah. But I don't really think about it like that. I'm not like, oh, I'm a weird black girl. Who, who am I going to date? Okay. I'm just myself, and I, I do attract weirdos okay. in the but, best way. Okay, yeah. so what, not creeps. What does a weirdo look like? Different. Yeah, so yeah. when you say weirdo, though, what does your weirdo male look like? Your 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 dream fantasy Somebody weirdo guy? Some, some quirks. Yeah, okay. I like quirks. quirks. Like, okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, you I like gotta get creative. specific with us. Yeah, we need, we need some details. <laughs> I don't know, somebody who like maybe knows all the words to a Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like a movie or a, a TV show type of person? Oh yeah, watch. I love like binge watching shows. What's yes. your favorite right now? Oh, I haven't watched TV in a while. We've been on tour, mm -hmm. but the last show I binged watch I think was The Bear on FX. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. yeah. yeah. That's a good Am show. Am I black weirdo? <laughs> that though people have also accused you guys of being industry plants mm -hmm. you guys have talked about that already but I think now as being in the industry yourself do you actually are able to spot out industry plants and how can we as consumers spot them out from the outside world well, first, you have to know the definition, right? Mm -hmm. um, industry plan is just someone who is actually signed, who pretends to not be signed. Mm -hmm. um, oh, OK. Yeah. That's all that really means. Yeah. 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 We've been signed under Atlantic for two years. We both had regular jobs and still signed to this JV yeah. under Atlantic that we weren't hiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we weren't trying to hide anything. But I guess, I don't really know. I can't yeah. pinpoint any industry plan. Well, question either. though, because in your video you were watering her as a plant. Yeah. yeah. So what was that symbolic of? We're for just you a little two? wink. Yeah. Okay. Just, like, yeah. We see it. Yeah. Okay. Cute. Yeah. I like that. I like that subtleness. Yeah. You guys have done so much though as friends, from rapping in the car, running through the streets, mm -hmm. to now on tour with Janelle Monae. Like, how has evolving in your business and your rap career? Like, how has that affected your friendship? It's made us stronger. Yeah. We weren't like super best friends before we started the group even. Yeah, like Flying a Boss is the foundation of our best friendmanship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. Do y'all feel like it's been hard to like have the friendship aspect while still handling the business? Cause you know, sometimes your friend, you gotta be like, uh uh sis. Get it together, right. or come mm -hmm. on, we gotta get up and go to this event or whatever. Like, is it hard to balance that? It's not hard. Yeah. We give each other a lot of like grace mm -hmm. and um, and space to like be ourselves. We're like to grow. Yeah, yeah. we're not feeling something that day. We won't pressure the other one to do it. Like, especially if it's not a work thing. Yeah. But we're both very passionate about our career. Like, we both love music, so it's never like, oh, I don't want to do this music thing. Like, we both mm -hmm. care about our career a lot. Yes, well, let's talk about the brand deals. Y'all be sweet. Hey. <laughs> Ever since you're single, you know, the number of Google searches for Konekalon has gone up. It's yep. been such a spike. It's crazy. But I'm curious, on the business side, do you think it's smart for yourselves or other artists to name drop brands without getting a piece of the pie up front? 
Um, it can be. You yeah. have to do it strategically. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. We just wanted to manifest some stuff, and then it happened. We so. have a brand deal. Yeah, we not one, that not yeah. one, yeah. and still wow. not a Connectalon brand deal yet. Right, we're waiting for it's some coming. of the hair color. Already manifested. So when you said strategically, what do, what do you mean by that? Like break down the strategy. Like if you want someone to sponsor a video or something, <laughs> maybe rent a bike that has that on it. <laughs> we, we were not strategic about that at all. We rented these DoorDash bikes. <laughs> and posted a video and said in the comment, like, we're not sponsored by DoorDash. Mm-hmm. And then they said, yet? Yeah. Yeah, now that's one of our brand deals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 First brand deal, after you dropped, you know, Connect Along, the name drop, what was the first brand that came to you and said, okay, we need you to run through our office, or we need you to do this? <laughs> oh, oh, the first Google? office, yeah, was Google. Google. The first yeah. brand was Google. That's that yeah. That that does make sense because yeah. they're seeing the, the numbers they're, grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the new single, Bitch, I'm a Star. I want to talk about some of the inspiration that went behind that because y'all giving all us girls the confidence and everything. Um, I think everyone has a little bit of star in them, mm-hmm. a lot of bit of star in them, and right. this song is just about claiming it and mm-hmm. being that for yourself. Why do you think that's important to, to like, stand in your power and like say I'm a star yeah. like I am deserving of these yeah. things I am you know meant for this big stage like why is it so important that we speak life into our dreams like that that's the way to do it yeah I mean if you don't believe it how is anybody else gonna believe it how are you gonna achieve it if you don't you have yeah. to have that instilled in you to like even go after something or be mm-hmm. ambitious you have to like claim mm-hmm. your stardom and mm-hmm. sometimes your brain plays tricks on you and tries mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're, you're not worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And so speaking that mm-hmm. is a way to affirm inside of yourself, even if your brain is like mm-hmm. playing some little tricks. Right, you gotta hide yourself up. It depends when you don't, because I think sometimes the, the flip side of that is folks who are sometimes overly con- uh, confident or says says pretty much like words of affirmation in all of their songs, we believe like they're never down, they never have anything to right. kind of work through, y'all are good. Mm-hmm. So in the moments where you don't feel as powerful, like you may not believe the words that you're, you're spitting out, how do you reaffirm yourself? Speaking it, yeah. writing about yeah. it. Talking we, with a friend, yeah. like this girl hypes me up all the time, mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. so it helps a lot. Um, but if I'm feeling down, I'll let myself have a moment. Like, yeah. I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. this is a day, just, we'll just have out. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us. Y'all were incredible. We can't wait to continue to see all the amazing things y'all do. And you know, we're going to be supporting y'all here at the Black Girls Club House. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all stream Fly In and Boss's new singles, Bitch, I'm a Star and Big One, out now on all streaming platforms. We got more Black Girl stuff coming your way. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Women rap is running it because of the feminist movement and the over-sexualization of women promoting these women to be promiscuous hoes. Oh! (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we're gonna get into it right here on Black Girl Stuff. Now, when it comes to sexual expression, male rappers often get a pass, clearly. But leading ladies sometimes face backlash. Is it time, y'all, that we give women in hip-hop the right to be raunchy mm -hmm. in their music, to express themselves sexually and freely? Absolutely. I feel like, you know, at first, it's not necessarily being ridiculed for being raunchy. I think there's literally a power play at, you know, a power struggle really now in modern day hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like black men or male rappers have always be cons been consistent. They've been the providers. They've been talking about how much they can protect, how much they got. But it's the female rappers that have changed and they've been forced mm -hmm. to change, right? Like there at first was little dots of being sexual. MC Light with Roughneck or even Missy Elliott with One Minute Man. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the erasure of video vixens, <laughs> I feel like now female rappers are taking on that place. Mm -hmm. they, they're being sexual, they're talking their, their ish in, in, in their lyrics, but they're also talking about what they need from men. Mm -hmm. So it becomes less of like, oh, you guys have the power. It's more so mm -hmm. now I'm demanding that money. Right. You right. know, I need yeah. a brand new crib just to <laughs> F in. Okay. You know, things of that. been around for a long time. I mean, honestly, even Queen Latifah was like about this length, about this width. But she was also saying, you and I, T-Y, right. the mm -hmm. problem is now we don't have a balance. Yeah. So yeah. all we're hearing is coochie, 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 coochie. Right. And yeah. it's like, as black women and women in general, we ha we're so layered. Mm -hmm. it, right. Everything don't gotta be about coochie all the time. It's not that this is an old coochie rap era. It's where's the Lauren Hill? We don't have the balance of mm -hmm. the Lauren Hill in this. But why do y'all feel like we've often given men the past historically to be that? Like, why is it that obvious double standard? Why can a man rap about how many bitches he sleeping with or how many hoes he got and what his things do sexually? But when a woman does it, it's looked at like, oh, a little taboo or too much. Men just um, in society are given the allowance to express themselves sexually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you know, women were given parameters. You can express yourself sexually, but in this box that it's acceptable mm -hmm. and acceptable by society standards. Our bodies for so long were used for profit, mm -hmm. for challenge slavery for mm -hmm. all of those things our sexuality for so long didn't belong to us yep. yeah and I think like that's a big portion of why we're seeing this extreme in spectrum and that's and that's the point it's a spectrum yeah mm -hmm. and it should be allowed that we're able to express it no matter which side of the spectrum that we're on mm -hmm. that yeah, is to me what sexual liberation and liberation for black women in terms of sex should look like in terms of like as modest as you want to be or as out there as you want to be. be. And mm -hmm. you can't make a value judgment on the woman and call her a whore however she chooses yep. to express her sexuality. Mm -hmm. Even if that's what you think that that is, who are you to make that value judgment? Is it us or the consumer? Because like mm -hmm. Cardi B said, she makes songs that is not so, mm -hmm. like you said, you have the option. She makes songs that's not so this way, but then the song that charts is the coochie, coochie one. But if that's the case, is that true liberation? You know, you were saying Cardi is doing that because of, you know, what sells. You're also saying that this is a historic thing and now we're taking ownership of your bodies. Are you truly taking ownership of it or are we still in this conundrum where we are focused on the male gaze? Like, yeah. is, are we doing this because you are sexually liberated and sexually free, you're actually trapping yourself in this box that you know people want? 
I like that. Are we playing a game, but really getting played? Because women, no matter what we can say amongst each other, right. we are still being judged at less than, you know, take artists like Sukiyana's and the Sexy Reds, and no matter how much we love them as women, mm -hmm. guys aren't giving them the same amount of respect, or even media mm -hmm. isn't giving them the same amount of respect as they give other female artists who don't grow, go as far. See, but Brie, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that we're respected either way. Okay. Whether we're the most modest, whether we're the most out there, I think we are still judged. Mm. And I think that sex is, like you were saying, it's so commodified, it's turned into such a transaction. We have used that as a bartering chip. Yeah. In many senses, to barter our worth. Mm -hmm. To say, I'm worthy because I can show up this way, but I can also be this way. I feel like, like, Yes, Akil, I get what you're saying. There is a time where it's not so empowering mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like you were saying, Brie, it's still like feeding the male. The, male, the male yeah, yeah, they the have male. The power, and I think yeah. you're pretending, you know, not full on pretending, because we got to own our stuff too. I think it's mm -hmm. important to own your sexuality. But after, there's a threshold, right? And I think mm -hmm. after some point, it's like, how much are you owning your sexuality and how much is your sexuality owning you? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, and, I, I agree. And I think what you were mentioning too with the, the Sukiyanas and the Sexy Reds, I think with them, it's not sex that they're selling, and that's the problem. That's what the conundrum kind of is. What they I feel selling like they're selling, yeah, they're selling ghetto ness and, and hood ratchery. Yeah. You know, that's what I think it is. And there's no problem with that, because I know a lot of sexy red, purple, yellow, pinks, like, just growing mm -hmm. up. That exists, so I think they need to be represented. I think as black people, we like to shout to other races that we're not a monolith, but internally, we don't feel the need to really, you know, support or put on a pedestal folks that are not black excellence. And I think mm -hmm. they represent that. They don't need to be center stage, though. I think that's the problem, because I think it then changes what comes thereafter. But, I mean, we're catching them in the beginning, mm -hmm. too. It's like, what, what we're seeing is two women from the hood getting some money. And it's like, they still have room to grow. We just catching it in the beginning. These women haven't even got a chance to grow into the celebrity that they could be. They can also clean up later. You don't I think see, you don't I don't know about cleaning up later, though, because That's what I have seen, though, right. is a lot of times when you come out and you start that way with that nasty, 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 the only way they to want you to that. continue with the nasty, nasty, nasty. Mm -hmm. And this is the issue. I think we're trying to say, this is them now, this won't be them later. This is who they are, and that's okay. I think that's okay. However, at the same time, how far do we want to say that they represent the masses? And I think that's the problem. When it comes down to the lyrics with these men also writing these lyrics, do you feel like that it's clickbait, or are they truly living their lives like this provocative? As an artist, it's about what you feel when you're rapping the lyrics. Like, if I'm in the studio and I'm feeling empowered, I mean, honestly, my song, Big O, which I just dropped, make sure y'all hear that I was a kid. You know, I'm like, you know, might call me gas like a fat ass. She throw it to me, you know I'm a grab. Like, I'm yeah. saying this is my sexuality and I'm cool But that's that. something yeah. that you may want to experience. That, sh that could be your truth. I think what Bri is saying is that really your truth when you say certain things. Like, I want to get done in my booty hole. That's what you really do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, may, crazy. Women are layered. So maybe that's you want to get done in her... There and and that's why I think they need to be... They, they're a part of the conversation as they should be. But I think it's more so as a consumer is how we are interpreting them. And I hate the fact that a lot of times when these type of artists that are more there for, I would say, shock value, yes, like, you know, promoting hood rats, sexiness, whatever, but there's also a shock value to that, too. I hate that, that we, as a consumer, then interpret them, especially black women, as being real. Because I think then by doing that, we're, we're showcasing that those that do not 
act out of pocket. Those that do not, you know, pro, you know, profound or profess these type of lyrics are not. And that's the problem. We're yeah, trying to say yeah. black women should be one thing or the other in order to say that. That's why there needs to be a spectrum. And that's why representation is so important. Mm -hmm. And that's why all of us sitting mm -hmm. here right now having this conversation is so important because right. people need to see the parts of themselves reflected, especially yes. in the media. It's like we're always pit against each other. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And we don't get to just exist and be individuals. Well, we can exist here, y'all, right here on Black Girl Stuff. Remember, it's all about <laughs> celebrating our femininity in whatever way feels right to you. Keep on rocking to the beat of your own drum, okay? okay. Ladies, now, don't go nowhere. We got more Black Girl Stuff on the way. Everything is about uh, our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so where's the, where's the woman that's singing about the other stuff, the more positive stuff? So that's all I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, for me at this age, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I don't think that's gonna work me going to a man going, my booty hole, my booty hole thick. But da, 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 da. They gonna be like, okay, thick, I don't know what they say. <laughs>
before you go, you have to introduce us to the lovely woman that performed with you. And I want to ask you after that to talk a little bit about your childhood, about growing up in a musically inclined family and how that informed your creativity as a child. Yeah, man, this is Deborah Kelly. This is my mother. Oh, uh, yes. Come on, man. First generation Dungeon family. Growing up in a, a, a music household was definitely like encouraging. Uh, great ups and downs, you know, seeing all the behind the scenes yeah. and really kind of understanding that this was a, a dream of mine. Oh, yeah. love that. I love that. And good on you, Mom. Yeah, yes. good job. No matter what. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's always had my back, so look. Oh. I'm always have her. Oh, I love that. the show we have for now. Special thanks to all of tonight's guests, Rob Fortnite, Flyanna Boss, and the gifted Rex Evans and his beautiful yes. boss. Catch us next week for more Black Girl Stuff. Good night. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.